Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. everybody how you doing well that's good welcome to broad street hockey radio that's right bsh radio my name is bill Matz. i'm your director of fun and games for the evening how's everyone doing uh we're, we're just gonna get to intros i guess uh let's i just want to know how everyone's feeling everyone having a normal one things are uh as usual nothing crazy going on at all let's lead it off with the fly by herself kelly hinkle i've never had a normal one to be honest with you <laughs> fair enough and- I would just like to point out, I was thinking about it, and a low-key delicious cereal that I don't think gets enough play is Honey Bunches of Oats. I know it's like supposed to be a grown-up cereal, but it's actually like really delicious. Some grown-up cereals are very good. It's true. I mean, it's good, but if I'm going to the grocery store, I'm not going to buy it. That's I'm going fair. to buy something else that's good. If it's sitting in the house, like, sure, I'll eat it, but I'm not going to buy it on purpose. I mean, who could possibly choose? There's like 700 kinds of cereal. It's true. So and many. there are some that are good and most that are not. I really just stick with Cinnamon Toast Crunch well, or Special K. Those are the two I go with. That's an adult cereal. That is special a I like cereal. Special K with fresh blueberries. That's excellent. Ooh. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's nice to, like, the the little bit of sweetness rather than, like, the overwhelming kid cereal sweetness is kind of nice. Kelly, I really, I, like- I really appreciate that. I didn't even use the line, how about life, existence itself, <laughs> or just the cereal? What's up? And you stuck with the cereal, uh, you stuck with the cereal bit. I really appreciate that. I'm not going to talk about hockey. Just nothing happened. Never heard of it. <laughs> I like Captain Crunch. Ooh. Captain Crunch is good. And I like Life cereal. That is that's still not an adult cereal, but that's as close as I get. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a I'm a big life cinnamon cereal life. Fan. I I will just not cinnamon life. Regular regular life. Life. classic classic life. Regular life. And I will just sit on my couch and just shove it into my face because I think it's delicious. I respect that a lot. I do that with Captain Crunch, too, for the record. <laughs> From TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. Now, Charlie, I'm going to guess you're a Lucky Charms guy. No. That's a bit I, racist. I, I actually never was. <laughs> it's a little, little, little bit going on the Irish thing. Um, I, I never <laughs> Irish? Was. 
fuck you. I never really was. Um, I don't know. What did I? What, what cereals did I eat as a kid? Um, Life was definitely a a top tier option. Um, Hell yeah. Frosted Flakes I love, but that was only like a, like you can only eat it sometimes because like it's covered in sugar, and my parents weren't super into that idea for like an everyday breakfast food. Um, what else? Tyrants. Uh, corn flakes sometimes, corn pops sometimes, honeycomb. Oh, corn pops. Ooh, Don't eat corn pops steaks. in front of Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke. Uh, That's okay. It's, we don't it's have to fine. get into it. It's Thank fine. you. Anyway, um, it is wild, though. And, like, I'm not even really criticizing anyone for this um, because it's obviously an extremely weird situation and everything's kind of in a state of flux right now. But it is wild that, like, we still just have no idea when the season's going to start. Like, just no idea. And, like, the original plan was January 1st is when the season's going to start, which would then imply that training camp's got to start in December. But, like, we've got nothing. Like, we just don't know. And that's in almost a month. Yeah, so, like, it's November now. I don't now. know. <laughs> All right. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, last but certainly not least, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. I feel like a shell of a human. That's how I feel right now. Like, there's just nothing happening outside of what you see. I feel like a, a husk. A husk. All right, so you asked how we were doing. That's how I'm doing. No, that's yeah. I mean that's a uh, that's a perfectly reasonable answer. So Charlie brings up, uh, it's crazy that we don't, and there's a lot of things that you know it's kind of crazy that we don't know about, but kind of mm-hmm. predictable. Fair point. Because who the fuck is making these decisions? I don't know. Uh, anyway, if any, ver- this is how we're gonna start. Good job, Charlie. We have something to talk about to start the show. Hey, uh. if you had to guess. Like, what is your best guess for start date? The day the season starts, what is it? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say You're Steph for commissioner. <laughs> so the AHL is February, right? AHL just pushed to February, yeah. Yeah. February. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, they could still do... I guess technically they could still do January. I don't know. Don't ask me these hard questions. Yeah, I'm I think go February. Yeah, I think it sounds like the re- the realistic earliest they could do it is like mid January. And the fact that they're already talking about the AHL for February, it wouldn't shock me if they just decided to combine the two and start in early February. Like, it, I'm sure they're they're still kind of like holding out hope on the possibility of like a vaccine hitting so they can really fill up the stands, but like it's November and we still don't have anything. So I don't think that should just come out of nowhere and save everyone. Um, so I don't know. I mean, February seems logical, I guess, considering that we don't really have any obvious momentum at the moment um, for January 1st. And presumably like it's, it's November 5th. So presumably if there was actual momentum to have training camps be starting on like December 15th, we'd know about it. And it doesn't seem like there is. So then it's just a matter of when, and February seems reasonable to me. Yeah, February seems reasonable. I just brought up the the schedule from the, the work stoppage year 2013, and the Flyers and Penguins kicked that season off on January 19th. So I think it's possible that, like, post-holidays, like right after Christmas, camps open, let's say the 26th, and they're on the ice playing regular season games... Yeah, like the last 10 days of January, maybe. Like, 
yeah, the 19th to, yeah, probably into the 20th, something like that. But February seems like the most realistic possibility at this point. But while it was, like, there was a lot that had to come together for the NHL to get its bubble and get its playoffs done and everything. And they did do that in a reasonably short amount of time, considering everything that went into it. So while it doesn't feel like there's any momentum right now, we also know they can kind of slap this shit together. <laughs> That's fair. There, there is one thing, though, that you have to account for, which is something that I think we just haven't had to think about because the Flyers were good and made the playoffs. Like All the teams that didn't make the playoffs didn't go into the bubble at all. They've been pushing for this concept of an extended training camp because they literally True. haven't played hockey since March. So you would think that like that's got to happen first if they continue to push for that, which means that those teams are the ones that really are going to kick this off. Is, Ste- is Stefan here twice now? Does anyone else see this? Yeah, there are two there was, Are was, you cloned? Uh, <laughs> yes, there was a technical issue. I don't know why I'm in here twice, but it kicked me off the call, and now I'm back, but I'm still technically there. It was a whole this lot. Is no, Steph, 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 if, if you're going to clone yourself, why did you do this in New Jersey? We didn't need two votes in New Jersey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. I know. Like, if you're, if really you're, go, if you're going to really vote or should, fraud, do it where it matters. I really should have changed my, my residence by now because I was able to vote twice in New Jersey. So I, I voted didn't. three or four times. I can't yeah. remember. But in Delaware. Yeah, in Delaware. We didn't need your vote in Delaware. My insurance is going to go up when I change all of my shit, and I'm a very cheap person. <laughs> yeah, but you Insurance. Can change your voter registration without changing everything else. No, I don't think you can. Yes, you can. I'm not really sure how that works. I was told that you can, but I didn't look into it. You can. All right, that, let's not make the show about me changing my residential right. status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can change your voter registration whenever. You don't have to change anything else. How many games did they play in that lockout season? Was that like 48? 48? Yeah, 48 they played. 48. Do you think they're going to try to jam more than that into half of a year? Or are they going to be reasonable? I hope I, that they don't. I think they have to. I think like 60's got to be the number they're looking at. Like they can't possibly think they can get by on a 48-game season financially. And mm-hmm. But... Something I hadn't thought about is the Olympics are on NBC, yeah. and they want this shit over with by the time the Olympics start. That, that's, that's the big thing. The big thing is, although one thing that's interesting that I've heard recently about that Olympics thing, because I, I totally believe that was going to be key. Um, I've heard that since, so since this is the last year mm-hmm. of the TV contract, like the whole thing was that the TV contract is going to get renewed in... Um, in the summer of 2020-2021, before all this happened, that was, like, a big reason why everybody was expecting the cap to go up because there was going to be a new TV contract and everybody was going to make more money. Well, what I've heard is that because this would be the last year of the contract, like, the two sides might just be able to come to an agreement of, like, okay, well, like, for example, if the NHL was planning to, like, leave NBC anyway... It might just be like, well, we're not going to be working together next season anyway, so let's just break the contract now and we'll put our games on ESPN or something because that's who we're going to anyway because it's not like they have to then work together again the following season because the contract is up. So I've heard that there's maybe a little bit more flexibility there 
okay. than I originally thought there was. That said, I, they still don't want to compete with the Olympics because even if it's not a matter of like, well, NBC is going to stick them on USA Network and Court TV or whatever, like they're still going to have whatever network they're on, they're still going to get blown the doors off by the Olympics because everybody watches the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, they were just competing with nothing, and everyone was locked in their homes, and if you saw the fucking ratings, they weren't good. Yeah. yeah That's so great. depressing. It really I mean, is. Like, like, to, in, 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 in fairness, they were ratings were bad for almost every single major sport during this. I think everybody's just... Oh, yeah, like, everyone's we're, 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 we're all just We're all trying our best, and we're all a mess, and yeah. And it's not going well. <laughs> Oh, Charlie named the show. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the time we have for you. <laughs> <laughs> we did say it would be a 20-minute show. I think we bullshitted for 20 minutes. 11. Uh, uh, 11 minutes. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's not counting the 20 minutes that we spent before the call. Yeah, yeah you guys really miss out because we don't record our pre-show. That's if we have to restart the Patreon, that's all we'll do. <laughs> oh no. Don't say that. I know. All right. So uh Kelly, you put out the call for questions from our uh from our audience, from the listeners on the old Twitter machine. Do you have the questions in front of you or should I bring them up? You bring them up. You're okay, the oh I do have them right games. here. Yep. Just run okay, through rapid so fire. Let's do it. Boom, let's boom, just, boom. All right. So let's get to some of these mailbags. You know how it works. You tell us so we don't have to come up with content, and uh, we go from there. All right, so the first one from Dan Knightley. One hour of Robert Haig. Go. <laughs> I don't get it. Just he wants us to oh, talk about. Oh, he wants to talk about Robert. Robert Haig, Haig I mean, for one hour. He's I have he's, he's still. He's probably he's probably bad, but so far him being probably bad hasn't killed the Flyers. But it might yeah. kill the Flyers in the future. I guess we'll see. That's my talk on Robert Haig. Fucking nailed it. He's hanging out with Oscar Lindblom in Sweden right now. That's nice. Yep. I, uh, Oscar Lindblom's hair is starting to grow back. It's very lovely. For my thoughts on Robert Haig, listen to any of the past 300 shows we've done. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he has been a major topic of discussion for two consecutive years. I know it's probably so, not clear how I feel about Robert Haig and Austin, also Nolan Patrick. We can't talk. So context we'll for those enough. of you listening, Bill gets really grumpy when you ask him a question that has been addressed on every single podcast <laughs> that we've done ever. So don't do that. We do oh. appreciate you, though. We, we love and respect all of you. It's like, Bill, you're Please the director of Fun and What? Charlie <laughs> writes for The, Af- the Atlantic? Like, hey <laughs> Kelly the f- and Steph, one person. Kelly's yep. the fly over? Like, <laughs> What's the girl do? <laughs> Nothing. Stephalicious C? What, what is it? Like, I just, it, it drives me fucking batshit because I know you all listen to this stuff. <laughs> like, we get recognized out on the street. You know who we are, so you're listening to the show. We. <laughs> Next question. Okay, uh, okay. This one is from <laughs> this one's from Jaden, and he says, "Just need hockey talk. Flyers trivia is always super fun to listen to." Now, sure, I guess I don't know if trivia is fun to listen to, but That's if not there a question. is no, it's not a question. So I'm going to turn <laughs> it into one. Okay. 
if there is one piece of Flyers trivia that, like, sticks with you, that, like, you just think is, like, a funny little, whether it's a number, an anecdote, literally anything from Flyers history, something that you always find funny and want to bring up whenever you can, what is it? Does Fucking it, nothing. Does it count if it's the Phantoms? Please. I remember once uh, Antero Nidamaki scored a shorthanded goal in a game against the Hershey Bears that I was present for, and that makes me happy. <laughs> like, goalies don't often score shorthanded goals. And he That's did a good one. one. That's a good yeah. one. I have okay. two that are the same joke, basically. Because one, the Flyers' all-time leading goal scorer, Bill Barber, 420 goals. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I forget the other one. Oh, Fuck. we almost got there. Yeah. I'll get back to it. I get a kick out of the fact that, like, during the 70s, when the Flyers had Larry Goodenough and then everybody called him Izzy, that just always makes me laugh. <laughs> it's, su- it's, such, it's such a good nickname. Like, it's, and it's just so good. perfect. I, I love it. That's I used to uh, I used to yell at Jason Worth like back when he wasn't good like the first year when he was just like a fill in we just used to yell Jason Worthless at him of course everyone did that and then he yeah like good. that's fun <laughs> yeah it worked so good it job worked. guys he, he gained worth yeah he figured it out yeah exactly I'm trying to find, I got nothing I'm trying to find nothing. this goddamn stat I think the stat was. The Bears and Phantoms combined for 419 penalty minutes in a playoff game. It was the craziest hockey game I've ever been to, probably my favorite, and it was just line brawl after line brawl, and I think it was 419, and it's almost 420. Like, ah, you just about got there. Phantoms-Bears games were Were just the greatest. Back in the day, that was so fun. It was like going to professional wrestling if professional wrestling was MMA on ice. Yeah, it was like the high. It was like at all times the height of the Flyers Penguins rivalry, but also lots of punching. Yeah, like it was that good. Like they give Frank Bialowis the night off before because they're like, "You're getting in three fights tomorrow." <laughs> it was the most fun shit. All right, this is a this is a this is a great one from Jerk Store Fox. Oh, what other NHL teams are you excited for this upcoming season? The Kraken. That's Just not this kidding. season. <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke, Charlie. Okay. I am. I am, though, Steph. I am excited to get through this season and get through the fucking uh, draft so that we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, same. I'm excited to see if all of the teams that, like, by consensus opinion, won the off season, how good they actually do. Um, like, the... Golden Knights or something. And I'm also interested in the Avalanche. Do the Golden Knights actually good. did the Golden Knights actually win the offseason? I don't know. Like, I don't I, remember I guess, what I guess, anyone did. Well, that's one of the <laughs> things that has actually irritated me. And I, I talked about it in one of my recent articles in The Athletic, but like it seems like there are a lot of Flyers fans that looked at like what they basically were like, well, these teams did stuff, so they got better. And the only team I'm actually sure got better that was good was Colorado because they had cap space. Like, yes, Vegas got Alex Petrangelo. That is awesome. To do so, 
they lost Nate Schmidt, who was pretty good, and they lost Paul Stasny, who was also pretty good. And their second-line center, I believe, is going to be Chandler Stevenson? Like, they might have gotten better, but they also <laughs> might have just gotten different. And well, I, perhaps, think there, I, I think there are a I, lot of teams, like like Boston. Like, we all lost our mind because Boston got Craig Smith. They lost Tory Krug, and they haven't re-signed Zidane Char yet, who's still okay. Like, a lot of these teams that did stuff that we all got angry about, like, I don't know if they're actually better. They're just different. They just move pieces around. So first of all, Charles, I didn't get angry about any of those moves. I True. didn't want the Flyers to do much of anything. Also, I probably could have worded it differently and said the teams that did stuff to see if they actually got better, not Fair. necessarily the teams that won the offseason. Yeah, not the teams, teams that, that won the offseason, the fan yeah. bases who believe that they did win the offseason. Yeah, the teams that did the most stuff, because there were a few teams that did a lot of stuff, and it'll be interesting to see if they actually got better. Yeah. I mean, one team, I, I, if I had to point to a team that I'm intrigued to see how all this plays out for— is um is Montreal mm. because they're one of the teams like they did stuff and they actually got better like they got um they got to Foley um they got Anderson which is a really intriguing signing because like they gave him a shitload of money after he was like hurt all of last year and hasn't been good for like two years but he's that power forward that everybody wants so we'll see how that plays out they got a viable backup goalie in Jake Allen and they had a couple players like Nick Suzuki and just Barry Cockney who seemed like they took really big step forwards in the playoffs. Now, was that a mirage? I don't know. Like those guys might not actually be that good. They may have just been on hot streaks in the during the summer. If they are, and Toffoli gives that team a boost and Anderson bounces back, and the fact that Price doesn't have to start every game makes him a better goalie, then they could be pretty damn good. They could also suck. Because they were the they were the team they were the worst team in the playoffs like they were the lowest ranked team in the playoffs going into the playoffs so they might have just gotten hot at the right time and they might just be bad so to me they're intriguing because like it wouldn't shock me if they end up being actually really good it also wouldn't shock me if they're terrible because everything that they seemed like they were building on was actually built on a faulty foundation did they meet a lot of resistance in the playoffs I'm not sure they did. What do you mean? I'm, I mean, like, they, if these guys that took f- steps forward in the playoffs, like, is there a reason? Maybe I mean, they were good. I'm, in that I series? mean, they, they beat the Penguins and then they <clears throat> yeah. gave the Flyers a very good run. And I think both those teams are good teams. It was, I, a, so it was I, me saying that the Flyers didn't do that well in the playoffs. I just, I, I mean, I'm very much of the opinion for. that we should probably, rather than looking at things from a why were the Flyers so bad, we should take, the other side and be like hey maybe the other team did a lot of good things no like if montreal really is a team that takes that next step this year then like the playoff outcome isn't so bleak like oh okay like they 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 beat a pretty damn good montreal team not oh my god they needed this to get by this fucking team like okay uh you know uh, so i guess that is possible colorado obviously the team like that probably, if you were to award a championship, won the offseason. Yeah. yeah. But, it, like, it comes down still to, like, Grubauer. And I want it, like, yes, they have, a, they have a hell of a roster. Like, I was just looking at it. And the additions they made compared, uh, on top of what they did last offseason, man, they have a really good team. But 
I wonder if they're going to fall into, like, sort of this Carolina Hurricanes problem where it's like we play the right way, we have a bunch of good players, and guess what? We give up five goals every game. Like, I'm really, because our goalies are just fucking bad. Doesn't even matter that we outshoot the other team by 30. Like, I, I'm I'm really interested to see if they're so good, it doesn't matter, or if Phil Grubauer and Pavel Francouz are, like, at least good enough to get by. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, Colorado's, Colorado's the team that everybody's going to go crazy over because they were the yeah. only team that could actually improve. Like, that, that's the thing, too. And again, this is, I'm just turning this all into a rant about Flyers fans losing their goddamn minds over the offseason. But, no, like, like, the reason why everybody's excited about Colorado is because they were literally the only team that could improve. They were the only team that could improve because they were the only good team that had cap space. No one else had cap space. And every other team that went out and did things, the only way that they went out and did things, if they were actually good, is they went out and did things because they lost stuff. Like, they lost stuff that they then replaced with things. So, like, Boston lost Tory Krug. St. Louis signed Tory Krug, but they lost Alex Petrangelo. Like, every team, Toronto, yeah, like, they went out and they got TJ Brody, and they signed whatever is left of Wayne Simmons, and they got whatever is left of Joe Thornton. They lost Kasperi, uh, Kasperi Kapanen and Andreas Johansson. Like, they, they lost good players to do that. Are they better? Maybe. Like, maybe the mix is better, and that's the types of moves that teams made. They changed their mix. But if you're looking at, like, the overall talent level of the teams— the only team that actually improved their talent level that came into the offseason as a legitimately scary team was Colorado. That's it. Like, so maybe we should just accept, like, as much as I wish the Flyers would have gotten better, maybe we should just accept that, like, no one really was going to get clearly better. So the only reason, the, the only reason I, I can justify someone being angry at the Flyers is if the, so that person thinks that this Flyers team mix is just bad and that the Flyers should have been the team that just changed things up because change is inherently good and what they have is inherently bad. My thing is I don't believe that's necessarily true because this is the first, this was the first year that we actually got a good Flyers team and I'm not willing to say this mix doesn't work after just one season of the team actually being built to win. Yeah, and it really, like, it comes down to what you think of what the previous seasons were. Like, if you accept previous seasons, like, the Hextall area, er, era for what they were, like, it was not supposed to be a contending team. They Which were just wasn't. like, here you go, G and Jake, figure it the fuck out, and we're gonna, like, fix everything else wrong with this organization. If you accept that as the truth, because that's clearly what was going on, Andrew McDonald was playing top pair minutes, this team was never contending for a Stanley Cup, uh, doesn't matter if Wayne Gretzky was in his prime, they were gonna be, like, an eighth seed, it didn't fucking matter. If you accept that as the truth, then you really should understand this is the beginning of the window. But if you don't, if you're just one of the people who's like, they've never won shit with G, trade him and Jake, then obviously you're going to be like, and they did nothing, we're going to be mediocre again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, no, that's, and that's, that's, that's the angry true. fan. So that's, it that's leads us to true. the next question, and it's it's it gets into how angry should I be about the do-nothing offseason. We're going to skip that part because we've already covered it. But it, the first part of the question from Stevie Joe, it's, are the Flyers actually close? So we started to get into this a little bit. I want to ask, 
Name the teams you think are considerably better than the Flyers. Like, you just put them roster for roster and say, yeah, that's a loss. Like, the teams that are considerably better than the Flyers, who are they? In just the East or the whole league? The whole league. Okay. Tampa. Tampa for sure. I'm running through them in my head. Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vegas. Boston. Vegas, probably. I, I don't. I don't put Boston. I don't think that Boston is like... If we're talking about the Flyers' current roster playing their absolute best hockey under the best circumstances, I'm not sure that they're worse than Boston. I think they're in Boston's tier. I think think the two teams we've named so far are the only two teams that are definitely considerably better than the Flyers. Three. I think Vegas. Vegas. And the Avs and... I think the Avs and, and, and Tampa definitely. Vegas, like, I know they're good. Uh, There's something about that mix that works. Like, we were just talking about it. Like, on paper, maybe you can debate it, but something about the way that team functions on the ice, they're, they win a lot of games. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas is just interesting because they are so weak down the middle on paper. That said, I mean, I've read pretty. I, I've I've read convincing analyses about the Golden Knights that like with the way their system is set up, they basically it's almost like for for the Eagles fans here, it's almost like the way the Eagles view linebackers. It's like we'll, yeah. we'll just get we'll just get dudes and it'll be fine because if everything else is good, they kind of mask that weakness from a talent standpoint. And that's sort of the way Vegas looks at centers. They just assume that like you know a Chandler Stevenson can be you know, 40% better in Vegas because the wings are so damn good and the system hides what the centers can't do. So there's that. Um, I, I, think, I, I think I would put Vegas over the Flyers pretty solidly. I just think they're, they're a play-driving monster and Robin Lehner's an upgrade over, um, over Flurry. although I guess they kept Flurry, so they'll have both of them. But I, I think they, now they have a better goalie than they did before. Um, Boston, yeah... It's interesting with Boston because, Bill, I understand where you're coming from. And I actually think the Flyers match up pretty well with Boston. Yeah. But I do think that Boston, from a talent standpoint, is better than the Flyers because that top line, line is just so damn good. But the, but, but the rest of that team is still, like the forward core, I know we say they're just a one-line team, but like David Krejci is still pretty damn good. Yeah, like they they do have other guys, and the thing is, all of those other guys know exactly what they have to do to complement the top guys. I also feel like a lot of their success hinges on the goalie playing very well, like Tuukka Rask. I mean, obviously he's very good, and obviously having a very good goaltender makes you a good team. But I feel like especially their playoff success recently has been largely because Rask plays out of his mind and not because the team is overall so talented. And there's a solid chance that we end up with a goalie that can play out of his mind in the playoffs. So, you know. Yeah, I I do wonder, um, you know, with with Rask, he's getting older, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's been around for a while, and you wonder how much longer he has. Like, it doesn't seem like... And obviously, this is something that, re- that remains to be seen. But it doesn't seem like there's going to be like some type of like locker room revolt because he left the bubble. It sounds like his his teammates are pretty understanding of like why he left, which is good. 
Um, but I guess, like, there's always that possibility. Um, but I'm more concerned from a RAS standpoint of just, like, because he's got to be older than 30 at this point, right? He's 33, oh, yeah. turned 33 yeah. in March. Yeah, like, at some point, those guys start to fall off, and he could fall off at any time. Yeah, like, I just don't think this is, like, the Boston team of a couple years ago. I think they're damn good. I just think, like, at the end of the season, the Flyers and Bruins will both win their division, you know, like, or mm-hmm. be right there, have the same record, you know? Like, I just think that they're they're an equal team. Yeah, I don't know if I would say the Flyers are going to win the division. I think they'll be, they should be in contention for it. Um, but there's and a Boston lot. Boston like, shouldn't a, win theirs with Tampa in there. I'm just like, I think yeah, they yeah, are a team of true. equal record who could win their division. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, the Flyers, I think they're going to be in that tier with the other teams in the Metro where they're just all around the same like talent level. Like the Flyers, you know, the, the Penguins, while they were a disaster in the playoffs, like I still think they're good. I still think they're around the Flyers level. I think the Hurricanes are good. I'm expecting I, – I, I think the hiring of LaViolette will give the Capitals one more really good season. Like I, I, I – if they didn't hire Lavi, I would think that the Flyers were significantly better than the Caps. But I think LaViolette will squeeze one more really good year out of them, and then it's like – after us the deluge like i think i think this is it and i think they know that which is why i think they hired laviolette because no, it's that's like what... yeah like th- this is about to be over so let's get a guy who's really really good at the start of his tenure yeah like they could very well be raising another president's trophy banner after this season and then be in the lottery in two years yeah exactly hmm. all right so we can't come to a consensus on boston Vegas, uh, I'll concede just because, yes, I do believe the mix is good. Tampa, Colorado, definitely. I can't think of anybody else. Like, definitely, Dallas? without a doubt, better than the Flyers. Maybe Dallas? Ugh. I don't, I don't know. Just like I, I feel like you could make the argument there, but it could go either way. I think I you, wouldn't fuck that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> argue. I, I think the Flyers actually are a more talented team than Dallas. I, I think you can make the case that and i guess this is always the caveat with this team but i think you can make the case that if toronto plays up to their talent level they're better than the flyers that's true i think they are more talented than the flyers now will they yeah actually... that's a facts not an evidence kind of situation for me they're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to prove something like did you just see the season they had like yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they a fucking mess, mess. They, yeah but they I should be one of the best teams you, in the league yeah but i was just saying i think if you if you purely look at them on paper, they are better than the Flyers. Now, obviously, they have to go out there and prove it and prove that they can function as a cohesive whole and actually get decent goaltending. But if you look at it player for player from a talent standpoint, I think they have more than the Flyers. Yeah. Perhaps. They just don't apparently know how to play hockey together. <laughs> it's like a problem. All right. So if we, we, we were talking early in the show, and this is another question from Stevie Joe. Um, how long do you think the season will be? We kind of touched on that at the top. And if shortened, does that help or hurt the Flyers? I think mm-hmm. neither. I think they're just yeah, a yeah, good I, team. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it helps or hurts them. I guess you can make the case. But the thing is, like, I was going to make the whole, like, well, the older players might be better off in a shorter season. But, like, everybody has older players. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's going to benefit in some way, and then the then will the Flyers' younger players benefit more? I don't know. We're we're all just like, I guess with that when it comes to that, we're all just kind of guessing. 
Yeah, you yeah, create yeah, the I, narrative you like and then stick with exactly. that. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah, Giroux, right? uh, shortened season. He'll get to play at the top of his game the whole time. It's like, well, he just had a couple months off and then shit the bed in the playoffs. So, like, you know, I don't know about it. The, I think the only way that it hurts anyone is if a key player goes down to injury and you don't have the time for them to recover before the playoffs. So that's, like, really the only scenario in which I think it would hurt. That's and if like if it's like years past, uh, you get off to a slow start. Yeah, you don't have the time to recover in the standings. Mm -hmm. There's that too. That's that's fair. Um, and I guess that's one that's that's one area where the Flyers do have, you know, some so far, unless like something happens and hopefully it doesn't. But like there are a decent amount of teams that are going to have, depending on when the season starts. But it looks like they're going to have guys missing. Like the Blues aren't going to have Tarasenko. Um, what the Dallas isn't going to have Sagan for a significant portion of the season, especially if it starts in January. Isn't Boston going to be missing a couple guys? I think it's yes, Pasternak. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pasternak and Marchand are both listed on IR right now for yeah. uh, for Boston, and like they Vegas might miss is time. Going to be missing whoever that goalie is. This is I'm, I'm a husk of a person. <laughs> Laner, You're doing your best. Yeah, but he, he's I think he's supposed to be back, if I remember correctly. I didn't think that he was going to start the season, but maybe I don't know. I, I I thought they were fairly confident he was going to, but I could be totally wrong. I can't wait to read the reviews on iTunes from me not remembering his name. <laughs> Stephanie, I'm going to ask you very nicely to never read the reviews. Don't I read can't, the comments. I can't help it. Don't ever read them. Although I did learn today, as an aside, or yesterday, I learned this that um, Apple's algorithm really does favor podcasts that get lots of high reviews and comments so yeah it's not just downloads and stuff it's like what bill says yeah like the ratings and reviews really really help so like push them up everybody hey review the fucking show do it yeah uh five stars please and say nice things about me specifically if you're gonna trash anybody trash charlie Yeah, I, I don't. I don't read them. So exactly. Charlie exactly. doesn't read them, but I do. And you're just encouraging me. Like, if you don't like my shtick, like telling me that encourages me to do it more. <laughs> so keep it to yourself if you want it to go away. Yeah, um, that, that just makes Bill stronger. Yeah. Like... It makes me cry. So <laughs> be nice to me. I'm a soft girl. We're gonna uh, we're gonna break for an ad and be back on the other side. How about that? Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Okay, we are back. I really hope you enjoyed that commercial. Uh, I know I sure did. Uh, we're going to get to some more mailbag questions here. Um, what was your... Are, the fun one, are we doing any fun ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a fun one here. All right, good. What was your best Halloween costume ever? Oh, I can't say mine. Why not? Oh, because it is... I can't say mine. Oh, I'll ty- I'll type it out for you guys. I'll I'll tell you later. Can I say I, it? I, I need to know now. 
I can't. Did you no. wear a giant penis costume? No. Someone no, in my was, one of my friends was, in high school uh, for Halloween wore a big penis costume and shot silly string out the top, and costumes were banned for like three years after that. Oh my god, that's so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna DM it to you guys right now, Hot but damn. like. It's it's I can't say it out loud, but it was my favorite costume. Jesus Christ. I am absolutely dying to know what this is. Uh, I can't I can't like I've think never of any had costumes a good costume. that were Yeah, like mine were always lame. Like yeah, I, I, was, I was... Like my orange tux sir like just in terms of value, my orange <laughs> tux served as such a great costume for so long. Like, ten Halloweens, a couple of New Year's, every Flyers outdoor game, not to mention senior prom. Like, that thing was a trooper. There you go. Yeah, Steph can't say that out loud. Thank you. I cannot say it out it? loud. Just say <laughs> Go look in Slack. Yeah. I can't say it out loud. No, Bill doesn't check Slack. Oh, yeah. I can't yeah, think of anything that was... Oh, my God. I can't think of anything <laughs> in my life that was, like, terribly exciting. When, it, when I was a kid... Um, which is kind of like cute. Um, when I was really, really young, like I, the first sport I was really into was NASCAR. Um, I got <laughs> into it when I was like, when I was like three, because my my grandparents had bought me this like like twelve pack of those little cars that were NASCARs, and it was just like, oh, he'll maybe like these, whatever. And then I saw it on, I saw like one of the cars on TV, and I was like enthralled. So I was into it, like probably until I was like twelve or thirteen. I really liked it. Um, and when I was, like, really little, like, I had this thing where I would root for, like, drivers that were not popular. Um, and I guess at that Hipster, point, like, it, wasn't, Charlie. It, it wasn't even that big. <laughs> so, like, well, I, just, I think it was, were like, they I just, drive like, drivers? Cars. They maybe didn't get the credit, but they were good drive drivers? Exactly, yeah. Like they, play they, drivers? they play drivers. I don't know what I'm doing. No, like, yeah. I think it was just I like the cars. Like, if the car, if, generally speaking, if the car's color was blue, I would like it. Um, so... I would want to like go out for Halloween as like that driver. So my dad would like cut out like for example, like I was I was this one driver Sterling Marlin in I think in 1992 and his sponsor was Maxwell House. So my dad like had like a blue <laughs> jumpsuit and like cut out like little like logos of Maxwell House and like put it on the thing and then I got like a helmet and put stickers on it and stuff. So like that oh, was cute. like cute like little kid stuff that like my dad helped me help me do. So that was Oh, in middle school cute. In middle school, me and my buddy were uh, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Ooh, <laughs> sounds hot. It was actually quite cold that Halloween. <laughs> Unbelievably cold. Uh, I remember I, cold Halloween. It's I know, been a right? long time. Uh, that's a, I said, like, I remember always freezing my ass off always. on Halloween. Now these kids are out there trick-or-treating in shorts. I'm like, fucking global warming making Halloween the world soft. There was definitely one Halloween where it was snowing and like our costumes were on the outside of our big like heavy jackets. I was going to say, I always remember having to put the costume over top of some kind of ridiculous coat because it was actually yeah. freezing. Very cold. And now it's like summer. 70 degrees. Yeah, it's fine. No big deal. Everything's fine. I have no good costumes to report. I regret to inform you. I've gone to my parties. Favorite, my favorite thing, and I hate Halloween, which can be another topic if you would like. That's what I thought you um, were going to say is you've never worn a costume because you hate oh, costumes. Oh, no, I've definitely worn costumes. But, like, you know when you're in high school and you dress up in pigtails and pajamas and you're like, oh, I'm a baby. I really <laughs> appreciated that because I was wearing pajamas to school. 
I've gone That's to parties cute. as my friends before. Like, I've dressed up as one of my friends two different times, mm. which is super easy. Like, my one friend Dave just dresses like I do and has dumb tattoos and is a painter. <laughs> so, like, I wrote artist. Like, for one of his tattoos, I just put, like, artist on my hand and shit. <laughs> and, like, the, like, my buddy is a firefighter, and I just wore one of his old coats and smoked cigarettes and cursed at everybody the whole time. Like, <laughs> super fucking simple. You guys are fun. I'm boring. All right. From uh, Chris Kringle, 1977. Is there any prospect in the system you think is an untouchable for Chuck Fletcher? Mm. If so, who? No. God. I don't. I can't, I can't imagine that anyone would be untouchable right now. No. I don't, I don't think there's a single prospect in the system that is untouchable. I mean, there's guys that are, you know, you're, gonna, you're not only going to give up if you're getting somebody back really good. Like, I know they love Igor Zamula. They're obviously big on Cam York because he was the first draft pick of the Fletcher regime. Um, Frost is important because the Nolan Patrick situation. You don't want to yeah. give up your other third-line center option when you don't know if your first third-line center option is going to ever play hockey again. So, like, there are guys that I don't think they want to trade. But I don't think there's anybody that they would... I don't think there's anybody that would hold up a deal if it's for a good enough player. Let me put it that way. There's no like super blue chip prospect. There are guys that I like, there are guys I can't see them trade because I think the flyers are higher on them than the general like league consensus. Like, I don't think they're going to trade Noah Cates because I think they're higher on Noah Cates than all the other teams in the NHL. So why would you trade Love him? that kid. Like, it would never... There would never be a situation where he would be the guy you move because he, your valuation of him is higher than everybody else's valuation. Like, Ronnie Adder is the same deal. I think they're higher on Ronnie Adder than the rest of the NHL is, so why would you trade him? You're going to keep that kind of guy. The guys you trade are the guys that you maybe are lower on than a team you're talking to that maybe has had their eye on him since draft day. I just feel like no one's untouchable, but anybody who they might give up some of these high-end guys for, they can't afford. So it's just like, eh, it ain't happening, you know? <laughs> like, that's kind of the hold up there. Um, all right, I have some fun general questions, because, like, the rest are just things we've touched on before. Um, what's the dumbest injury you've ever suffered? I pulled my groin once sitting on the couch. I cut like halfway into my thumb while I was slicing lettuce. It's pretty dumb. Lettuce. The only time I ever almost cut myself in the kitchen and also apparently actually cut myself is when I'm slicing lettuce. I don't That's know what my problem is with lettuce. I know. When, it's like a brain fart that I can't get over. When I was working at a restaurant, I cut my hand every single day. Like... Frankie was going to start charging me for band-aids because I was going through so many. <laughs> Just bring your own at this point. Yeah, and you have um, to use, like, blue ones. You can't use skin tone band-aids because you know what skin tone band-aids are the same color as? Food. You don't see them <laughs> when they fall off. Ew. Yeah. So you got to get the special blue band-aids that they give to, like, restaurants. I'm trying to think. Most of my big injuries... Have been from horses. Mm. Oh right, Jesus. yeah, you had you had a, ho a horse here. I forgot about that. Yeah, Steph's a horse. His name girl. was Harry. <laughs> Harry the girl. horse. Fine. Mm -hmm. Harry. 
Um, yeah, scratched my cornea, gave me a concussion, broke some toes. That was really fun. Harry, what the hell? He had a big head. Mm. I broke a rib at a concert once. Nice. I, uh, nice. It was like an all-day extravaganza, and I did not properly hydrate. And next thing you know, I am being uh, carried out by a man who can only be described as a gorilla. Like, this dude was the biggest human. Like, I'm a, I'm a big Does guy. Does he need a wife? What? Does he need a wife? <laughs> he was just this big, bald, white dude. And I, he broke my rib by literally tossing me over his shoulder. And that's when I woke up. Because he broke my fucking rib and carried oh me God. to the medical tent. And I was like, I'm, I, they're, they're screaming at me. What drugs are you on? And, like, surprisingly, none. I was just very dehydrated. And I was like, I just need water. And they gave it to me, and I was fine. There you Other go. Other than the broken rib. I did just rib. bruise my ribs a couple weeks ago. And by me, I mean bear, because he <laughs> used my ribs as a springboard to try and get to one of the cats. Hmm. There we go. Missy also separated my shoulder going for a walk. A lot of animal-related injuries. I was going to say, you've got a theme here. Yeah. Like, all of I your mean, animals I'm... try to kill you. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's not shocking. Like, you love animals, so you're always around them, so that happens. It's true. Like, it's, it's true. kind of, it kind of fits. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I guess, I mean, the funniest injury I've ever had was when I was a little kid, and I was apparently just, like, running around in circles in our living room, and I tripped, and I fell headfirst into my toy box and cracked Ooh. my head open. Ooh. So that was that was that was a thing. I mean, I don't really remember it, but I've been told it was funny. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, like within like after I got past the initial crying, I was then just happy, and like my parents are like walking me to the hospital, and our neighbors are like sitting on their porch, like, "Oh, is everything okay?" And I'm just like babbling away, and like, "Yeah." Like, and my, I think my mom is like holding like something up to my head, and then like she pulls it away, and oh my god! <laughs> oh no. Um. Aside from that, I mean, one thing that was embarrassing, and it's really annoying because it's probably like the only like really major injury I've suffered in my life was, we always used to at at in high school we would play at lunch ultimate frisbee, and we had to wear like uniforms, so. We all had like you know like nice shoes on and shit, but we didn't care. It was an all guys school, whatever. Um, and uh, and it wasn't even like a cool injury. I was literally just like trotting up the like doing like a jog like back up the field, and my right ankle just like completely rolled on me. And oh, it was no. one of those and it was one of those sprains where like it was so bad that they were like you would have been better off just breaking your ankle. Ooh. Because oh, like you, because you sprained you sprained it so bad that like it's gonna take longer to heal because it didn't totally give and actually like crack. Um, so that was fun and like that's the only like injury that still bothers me. Like everything else, like all the other injuries I've had, like it's whatever. I don't feel it anymore. But like my ankle still bothers me. It never fully got better. And it was just a stupid thing. Like, I, it would be much cooler if like I was like diving for a touchdown or something and like it actually like snapped in like a cool way but nope i was just trotting and then just like fell. fell over yeah yeah <laughs> what is the stupidest hill you're willing to die on oh man oh, so god there are so many stupid hills that i'm willing to Steph, die on. this is where i thought your halloween thing was going to come in before i saw the broad before i saw the twitter questions 
Oh, well, that's, I know that that's just a me thing. And that's just because I don't like being told what to do. Like, don't, that, that's a me thing. Don't tell me that I need to dress up. I don't want to dress up. Um, Fascinating. Definitely that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. That's a good one. Oh, boy. Um, oh, stupid as hell that Shakespeare did not write any of the works attributed to his name. That's not even a stupid hill. It's a no. reasonable and correct hill. It really, really is. Thank you for being on the right side of history. You're welcome. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stupid hills that I'm willing to die on, guys. Since everyone got so worked up about the candy takes from last week, I will die on the hill that every single chocolate candy is better than every single gummy fruit candy. Like, you're going to tell That's me Almond Joy is better than Skittles. Reference. single one. Almond Joy. No, it's an, it, in Kelly's mind, it's an objective fact. Yes, it's a fact. That's a personal preference. Like, a regular Hershey's bar. I die on that hill. Gross. I would rather have a regular Hershey's bar than a Starburst if given the choice. That's just, that's oh my a mental God. illness. This is blasphemy. <laughs> I didn't say that it wasn't a mental illness. I'm just saying I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blasphemy. You blasphemer. The hill that I will die on is that the idea, like, there's some people who will laugh at you because it's like, I'm eating chicken nuggets. And it's like, haha, you're eating kids' food. The hill I will die on is that, like, 99 times out of 100, children's food is better than adult food. Adult, oh, God, food, yeah. adult food fucking sucks. And the, reason, and the reason why children eat food like, lo and love food like pizza and chicken nuggets and french fries is because it's just tastier. Okay, first of all, pizza is not a children's food. I think that you could put nugs in the children's food category, even though I think it's silly. But adult food's really good, too. Like, eh. Yeah, but... I mean, like, if you if, if you're gonna if you're gonna offer me like nine days out of ten, if you're offering me a steak or a grilled cheese, I'm gonna take the grilled cheese. So, I'm talking like, but would you rather have like chicken nuggets with French fries and ketchup or like dinner at Hiroki, which is extremely a grown up oh, experience? Wow. Is what it, like the, Def the, yeah, yeah. the like the well, that, well, that, that's, that's what that's why I said ninety nine times out of a hundred. But generally speaking, like, if, if I could eat, like, pizza every day or chicken nuggets every day and not get extremely fat, I'd do it because it's better than all the other alternatives. You're just well, describing junk that, food. Yeah, yes, no, it's, exactly. it's junk food. And that's, that's the reason the kids can eat it and adults can't. Yeah. Kids are growing and their metabolisms are so fast. Yes. Ours are not. If, if yes. we weren't scared of getting real fat, like, we could eat just like that. But Exactly. That's my point. And I think there are a lot no of people that are that. like, they, that they, <laughs> they scoff at, like, eating those kind of foods because it's like, oh, you're not cultured enough. Like, no, we just can't eat it. If we could eat it, we fucking would because it's great. Well, Charlie, I, I have different uh, issues with your palate and how you don't like anything to mix with anything else. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I, that's not a hill I would die on. I know I'm extremely weird. No. It's just that, you know, <laughs> like things sh or should be in their separate place. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with adults liking chicken nuggets. It's just the adults who are like, I will only eat chicken nuggets and french fries. Do not present a floret oh, of broccoli to me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, will I, not I go to an Italian restaurant because the spaghetti is too spicy. Like those people <laughs> I are agree ridiculous. With that.
Yeah. But, like, there will be some times where, like, I will tweet out, like, I'm eating Elio's pizza. And people are like, oh, you're eating kids' food. It's like, fuck yeah, it's great. Get fucked. If you don't like Elio's, <laughs> if you don't like Elio's pizza, you're a fucking asshole. Plain and simple. <laughs> oh, I'll die I had chicken nuggets for lunch. Like, right before we started, I was eating chicken nuggets. Uh, that's bless. It, it leads me, uh, I forget what my stupidest hill I was willing to die on is. Uh, All of your hills. Yeah, I mean, every <laughs> single one of them. I will that. take a bullet for everything I've ever said, even if it was a lie. <laughs> I respect you so much. That is the Bill Matz experience, and it's so, so true. So I was just eating chicken nug nuggets because I just got an air fryer. And if you don't have an air fryer, holy shit. So I need to know what is something I don't know about that I need in my life. A heated blanket. I had an electric blanket when I was a kid because my room was so cold. Is yeah, this no, different? It's, it's no, it's the same thing. Okay. I guess it's magic. Um, I now like have mine had to, a cord. Brother... Yeah, no, they have cords. Okay. Because you got to plug it in to warm up. I thought maybe yours um, like charged or was solar powered or something. No, there's not a whole lot of sun inside. Maybe you put it outside. I don't know. No. Mm. Um, it's magical. And I now have two because my brother just bought me a super size one for my birthday. Ooh. And I'm very, very excited to wrap myself in it completely like a burrito. And I just bought a new knife sharpener. And you need a knife sharpener if you, like, cook at home. Like, if you're a That's person true. that does any I don't kind have of cooking. I don't have one. Well, I do. I've got, like, the stick ones, but I hate those. Those aren't sharpeners. Those are just for, like, trying to keep it sharp for longer. But, like, the, diff well, good, like, the difference between, like, as soon as you use the sharpener and then you cut something, you're like, oh, yeah, that's how knives work. Like, this is how I lose a hand, though. Like, without a doubt, Everyone I need my knives to knives. be dull. No, dull knives are more dangerous because you got to, like, they push are. on them and stuff. And then they slip and cut your thumb off while you're trying to eat salad. Who's using Speaking a knife for experience? For call back. It's a callback <laughs> to my earlier injury. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> you know, you know what I would say, um, and this is something that, uh, like, I never believed until I actually spent the money and was like, "Holy shit, you're right." Uh, one of my friend's uncles told me like seven or eight years ago, and I totally scoffed at him. He's like, "The one thing that you absolutely have to invest money in." is like an actually nice pair of sunglasses. It makes your life so much better rather than always buying like the cheap disposable stuff at Rite Aid, which is what I always did my entire life. And like, he's fucking right. Because like, no longer do you have to worry about the glare or them getting all foggy or them breaking all the time. Like I've had my, my like nice pair of sunglasses that I spent like more money than I felt comfortable spending for like two years. And it's so much better than the alternative. Like, I'm not a, somebody who spends money on myself, like, ever. And that was why I felt really bad doing it, and I'm so glad I did. I love nice sunglasses. It just turns out that my, my, my absolutely wonderful wife, who is just perfect, um, she'll borrow them, and then they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so now Bill just wears $25 sunglasses, because his hundreds of dollars of pairs have all disappeared into disappeared. the ether. I could never okay. have expensive sunglasses. I would lose them immediately. 
they would just be gone. And I, I have to get prescription sunglasses because I'm blind. And I mm. spend like $35 on them from that cheap glasses website. And that's like the most that I could possibly spend on a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> I lost them in the ocean this summer. I had to buy new ones. Like, I, I have lost several yeah. pairs in the ocean myself. My dogs end up eating my sunglasses. Rude. Yeah. I also just discovered dry shampoo, and that's really oh, cool, God. too. Oh, God. It is a staple in my life. I use just regular Pantene dry shampoo, and it smells good. It adds volume, and it gets rid of the grease. It's good stuff. Pantene sponsor our podcast. Like, fucking seriously, or at least send me some free bottles. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of, like, also, like, do, does the lawnmower, like, the man, the manscaped, do they sponsor every podcast but us? Yes. Like, every <laughs> single podcast advertises manscaped. Here I am using regular scissors still. Um, they probably. I'm not really won't just using regular scissors. I'm Vox. just making a point. <laughs> or Vox won't. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably something sexual that Vox is just like, no, don't use scissors on your junk. No, no, it's it's that's a that's dangerous. horribly dangerous. Yeah, don't do that. All right, this one I'm most interested in Charlie's answer, and this is our last one, and we'll wrap up, and we can all go home. We're all already at home. Uh, <laughs> what is your cooking specialty? This stems from a conversation I had with Kelly the other day, where she said my life is like an episode of Chopped, because <laughs> me cooking is me just throwing everything I have together. Okay, like mine is I make what I call scrambles. And it's literally just a couple of eggs and then whatever I find in my free fridge and I stir it all together. Like, here's some hash browns, here's some meats of different varieties, mm -hmm. some different spices, maybe a veggie or two, and boom. It's like, uh, it's like the scrambles at Denny's. Yeah, that's, that sounds extremely Bill Matt's. <laughs> I do those, too. It's a good way to, like, you use up all of your leftovers and yeah. they don't taste like they did before. Coat it in hot sauce. Exactly. Done. Damn. Yeah, usually, I mean, when I'm not on a diet, my my leftover plan is to throw whatever leftover meats I have into a skillet with spinach, cheese, and crunchy onions, and then just that's Ooh. what we're eating. Um, but I guess, like, Cuban pork. Oh, God. That's the thing that I make, like, mm. once every two years. I need you people because... to understand, but she's not yeah. going to sell it good enough. It is literally the best meat product I've ever had in my entire life. It's out of control good. And, and I tried to recreate it, Kelly and it knows. wasn't as good. Yeah, I, I know my meats. <laughs> Kelly knows her meats. Hello. Yeah, I guess that would be my specialty, so even though, like, I really don't cook it that often. This is it's what we need, is an off-season cooking with Kelly. Kelly I mean, knows her meats. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, God. I'm I I am also interested to hear Charlie's answer to this question. Yeah, I mean but, I'm not um, I'm not much of a cooker. Um, yeah, but I I haven't cooked this in a while, but I know how to make like really good French toast because Ooh. my but my my dad taught me it, like with like cinnamon and nutmeg and stuff. So that's mm. good. Um, but I don't I don't cook that much. I don't toot my own horn about literally anything, but I'm really fucking good in the kitchen, and everything I cook is delicious. Kelly is an outstanding cook. It's so true. Yeah. Like, everything that she makes is amazing. Everything. I'm good at one thing in this life. <laughs> You're a decent podcaster. Like many things. <laughs> You're okay. I'm all right. The, the, the tacos you make are great. 
Yeah, the tacos. Oh, God, so good. Yeah, I make tacos for every Broad Street Hockey radio party. Just for the folks out there. Little peek behind the curtain. Every time we have a party, I bring tacos. Like, if you were to, if you wanted to really impress someone with your cooking, what would you make? Um, probably, like, a steak of some kind or, like, a whole roast chicken with veggies and stuff like that. I really like, like, a super elaborate cooking project. That's really fun. One thing that I learned to cook while I was in Canada, Micah taught me how to make his um, palak paneer, which is an Indian dish, and it's so good. And it has like a million weird spices in it, and it's delicious. So that's fun. But yeah, I like. I mean, Don't I like call them everything. weird spices. I mean, weird to boring American white people. Not boring to people who like flavorful food, <laughs> or not weird to people who like flavorful food. But yeah, I like cooking everything. But if I really wanted to impress somebody, it would probably be some kind of like really fancy meat that requires a lot of attention and then something with it line up boys <laughs> for the meats line up for a roast chicken so uh what the fuck are we gonna do next week i am away next week you're oh, away next right. week you're going on vacay i'm going on vacay and i'm throwing bear in the car and i'm going to north carolina steph's gonna just start driving and see where she ends up she may or may not be back (laughs) may not be back i mean i've got i've got the dog and i'm gonna end up bringing like half my house with me so her i'm actually i'm watching bear he's at school right now so i'm watching him on the camera and he has gotten into a lot of trouble in the past 15 minutes Uh oh so it's like a regular podcast it really is. He knows. Next week, he I'll talk for an hour about Steve Kornacki. <laughs> oh, they're blowing bubbles right now, and he's trying to eat the bubbles. Okay. Oh, well. that sounds like fun. What else are you um, supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, so bubbles? I'm not here next week, so I'm very much looking forward to hear what you guys come up with because. Uh, All right. We got a week to think about it. All right. Yeah, we'll come up with something. <laughs> we'll see how we get. We'll see how we do. I think we're doing player reviews at Broad Street Hockey. We are. Ooh, talk about players. All right, we'll have some of those. I'll I'll read some of those by then. Sorted it. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing right right now. Are we all done? Look at us with an hour or four minutes of absolutely nothing. I have no fucking idea how. There was a lot more hockey talk on this show than I was prepared for. (laughs) A solid half. Half of it was hockey. Some of it may have even been relevant. Don't forget to God, review. now I want a taco. I want a taco so bad. Oh, we fucked up. We'll close the show out. We're getting off the rails. All right, that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And then give us a good fucking rating already. God damn it. Get to it. Let's go. All right, uh, for Kelly, for Charlie, for Steph, I'm Bill. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about